We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. To the absolutely epic early week podcast, I'm your host, host uh, Dean, Dean seventy nine oh four. If you want to get all technical on me, we survived week one. Uh, coming back here with the usual suspects, of course. Batting leadoff, it's one Bobby Five. Bobby, how did uh, how did week one treat you? Hey man, um, good to be back here with you guys. But uh, week one could have been better. It wasn't my, I didn't have a hugely profitable week. I was on to some things, had a lot of huge scores, like a lot of people. It wasn't about making the right plays or the the good plays this week it was just making the perfect plays like there were so many good plays and so many crazy scores so I felt good with uh with some of my teams but obviously you needed some kind of craziness to happen I didn't quite have the right match even though I had all a lot of these uh a lot of these top guys so feel good about it uh excited for next week just a little disappointed with the results but mostly uh excited to get back at it yeah it was definitely good plays versus great plays it's almost kind of hard to make bad lineups and you know, you're going to look back and you're going to get that report from DraftKings or from FanDuel. Or like, I think DraftKings does a report for sure and says, here's your highest score of the week for the entire season. And it's probably going to be for week one. It's quite possibly going to be week one. Cash line was uh, just ridiculous. The chalk went nuts. The prices were set, you know, two, three, four weeks, uh, you know, before the season would start. Of course, things shook down and you could basically build uh, a stars and scrub lineup and have a good time. And a lot of the chalk uh, smashed with the exception of just a couple of players. Grant, I was all about that chalk life. So week one was good for me. How about yourself? 
Yeah, no, I I ended up eating a decent amount. Like I ate chalk in the right lineups, pretty much what it was. I, I had a lot. I had some ninety-eight point scores or sub one hundred scores, and then some two forty scores. Um, and I was winning a few. Like it basically, it was looking like a great week, and then Kenny Stills gets a long bomb, and I drop from first to fourth or fifth, and it's a three hundred percent less or eighty percent less money. And then Aaron Rodgers gets out. I'm like, oh, I'm going to win these GPPs. And then he comes back in, and he ends up crushing me in cash game lineups over on certain drafts. So it was pretty much like one random play away from a great week. It still ended up an okay week, though. I still had some decent teams. But huh, profit, you can't argue with a profitable week, especially when you fade a decent amount of chalk and the chalk just absolutely goes nuts. All right. So we want to make me known that we are recording this podcast on a Monday night uh, as opposed to, you know, we're supposed to do that traditionally every single week. The first week we didn't do that because, of course, Bobby went to a wedding uh, last – Bobby, incidentally, is that couple they, – are they still married? I, know, like, I, I call them getting divorced. They're still together, right? Far they, as made, know? they made it through week one, so <laughs> – They say week one's that. the toughest, so if they made it through week one, I guarantee. The, 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 the success rate after week one goes from, like, 50% to 90%, so they're good. <laughs> <laughs> my theory was that somebody's really cheap they're gonna somebody's gonna buy a lot of stuff they're gonna get into fights over being cheap and you know uh, if you're arguing about money that's one of the first things that i'm not but, but i wish them the best i'm sure they're a lovely couple uh i did want to say we're recording this on a monday night guys so uh it's this is our first look as far as the week we read nothing as far as content out there it's basically the first content that's out there if you're looking for a game by game breakdown feel free to listen to podcasts that come out you know throughout the week we want, the, we want the click. We want the download. We want you guys to hear us, but you probably shouldn't be listening to this on a Saturday. There's a pretty decent chance that our opinions are going to change from Monday to Saturday. Who knows? We shall see. I mean, we're going to talk about some of the guys we talked about last week, and apparently I recommended ASJ, which was a disastrous idea. And there, there's a penalty for that, apparently. Grant has uh, something planned for me. With that, Grant, uh, we're going to dive in and talk some football in a second, but, hey, we have to have a little bit of nonsense. What's your rant for the week? Um, so... I had, I had a whole bunch of early material this week. One of the days I had to wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning, get it out, and then I decided to take a nap because I only got like two hours of sleep. Um, wake up to screaming in my apartment. I open the door to my room and walk out in my underwear, of course, assuming that no one I know or no one that doesn't live at my apartment would be in there. And my landlord, who does not speak great English, is just standing in there with three other guys <laughs> and apparently he had to come in and check the smoke detectors because uh, the guy from from what the city was checking it. And I immediately come out there just in my underwear. What the fudge are you doing in here? I did not say fudge. I definitely did not say fudge. And he says, like, oh, I have to check the smoke detectors. I'm like, nope, you have to give me 24 hours written notice. Get the hell out of here and start screaming at him. He's like, no, just let us do it. And then the maintenance guy starts talking to me. He's like, hey, please just let us check the smoke detectors. And he's a really nice guy. I'm like, all right, fine. If you ever do this again, I'm calling the cops on you. And then I realized, <laughs> oh, we have terrible smoke detectors in our apartment that kept going off. So I took out the smoke alarm batteries in the main two rooms. So we immediately failed it. And he's angry at us now. But um, yeah, no, he, he just straight up broke into our apartment. Grant, don't answer. Bobby, uh, are you picturing... Grant in like uh, boxers or like those Breaking Bad briefs. Oh my God! What's what's really sad is that I know the answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's definitely not the Breaking Breaking Bad briefs. Yeah. You know what's weird? I I have a family member that refuses to 
switch over from tidy whities and I just do that's not ridiculous. That's Come on, man. What are you so doing? Well, what's, he, what's he trying to prove at this point? Yeah, I, I don't. He, he's older, so he just doesn't really care at this point. But it, it just, I, I don't, I don't like boxers briefs. I don't like briefs. I don't like boxers. I, I like these. Oh wait, what do you like? And he doesn't even change them after. Like he keeps the same. He doesn't buy new ones as often. He's kind of. <laughs> it's like all right. Once they once they have a bit. Have you seen that Family Guy sketch where he's like, "Yeah, these these briefs, uh, they got a big hole in it, but the, you know the elastic's still there, so you know, I'm just I'm just rolling with them." It's basically what it is. Did I ask the specifics and how you know even more details? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a family have, like, member. All right, fair enough. No worries. But uh, yeah, you know, maybe Christmas or whatever he celebrate. You know, get him some boxers and see if he can have. I've them tried home. before. Does not work. All right, he's, he's just not budging. No. Nope. Hey, but I mean, if you're, if like, it's kind of like if you don't, if, if you're Dean and you don't use sauce on things and you just don't know how good <laughs> sauce is, you know, as long as you're content with your, your just regular fries and regular sauceless things, then, you know, who am I to say that your life is just long, wrong and a lie? This is an all boxers uh, exclusive uh, podcast. Is that what I'm hearing? No, yeah, I'm a boxer know. briefs guy. I don't know anyone who isn't at this point. Yep. I mean, Bobby's quiet. I agree. <laughs> okay. I agree. I'm still reeling, by the way. Pre-show, uh, we just watched Doubleheader. At least I watched Doubleheader. We're watching the, uh, you know, the Lions earlier and the Oakland game. And I made a comment to Grant pre-show. I was asking about Mark Davis, you know, the dude with the hair. Mm-hmm. And I, I just found out that he's Alan Davis's kid. Like, how did I never put this together? Yeah, he comes in. He's like, Mark Davis, like, uh, how do you get how do you get his money? He tech guy or something? Uh, <laughs> Mark Davis? Yeah, the owner of the Raiders? Who was the former owner of the Raiders? Al Davis? Make a connection at all, buddy? I thought it was a coincidence. Like, no, you can't that, – that hair doesn't come from the same tree. Like, those are two distinctly different hairstyles. I mean, yeah, but I have very different hair than my father, who is very much balding, and I have a thick, curly head of hair. His is straight and not, not quite so thick and lustrous anymore in his older age. Fair enough. I guess it's gifted generation or something like that. I don't really know, but uh, yeah, I, I just can't believe I never pieced that together. So uh, bad job by me. Uh, but that guy is amazing with the, his flow B or his suck cut haircut. It's just awesome. Um, good for him. And he hired John Gruden partially because because of the hair, I'm sure. But all right, is that enough nonsense? I saw you know I asked for some tweets uh, on the old Twitter, and I said, hey, tweet us some things. What do you guys uh, want to talk about as far as the podcast? What do you want to hear us talk about? And somebody said the over-under as far as nonsense before we kind of break into the actual show at six and a half minutes. I feel like we smashed the over, right, Bobby? I think we're at six and a half. I think we're good. I think we're good to go. There you go. I, I meant to tell the guy to smash the over. I'm going to tell him before it you know, officially comes off the clock. But, uh, you know, he knows the guy. It, it kind of an inside source. I don't feel dirty about that. It's, it's the over every time, right, Grant? That's where the smart money is? Yeah, regardless of what you say the over is going to be, it's, it's always the over. Always smash the over for sure. So week one is in the books, guys. And – so this is my first, my thought on week one, and we as we jumped to week two, it's always like, well, are th- is this like what we should expect every single week, or is like if we can somehow magically take what happened in week one and throw it in week eight or throw it in week nine, and we have like seven or eight weeks of like data that says, hey, this was an outlier, this wasn't an outlier, but we don't have that ability, we don't have the almanac, we don't have a Delorean, I don't at least. Uh, so we have to decide like what was real. What was uh, what was fluky, uh, and what was uh, you know, Denny Green? What, what was what we thought? Uh, this is what they thought they were. We knew that the, uh, you know, the Bills are going to be absolutely terrible. So, Bobby, what's like your first like takeaway 
uh, from week one? Like, what's legit? Like, this, who was terrible, who was good, and who proved to be that for you? I don't know. Like, I mean, I think it's too small, really, to get a total feel for. There was, like, some impressive things. I didn't actually have a list, like, of this before the show of the things that were most impressive to me. Uh, I think that right at the top, though, is that the Chiefs have a real shot to play for the Super Bowl, and Mahomes is – looked every I mean like it's one matchup but I I've thought the world of this kid since he came out of college and I think he he him and Tyree kill that's just like if you look at even like their pricing from a DFS standpoint it's still not where it should be these guys can just absolutely light it up um to me that was probably the most impressive thing I would say was the Chiefs um there wasn't a ton of things that really shocked me Aaron Rodgers is just the same old Aaron Rodgers um (laughs) with one leg or two but I didn't find anything like to be particularly shocking. It was a pretty chalky week in what happened. And even the situation in Tampa with all the craziness with Fitzpatrick, like I joked about it last week on our show that <laughs> that was a spot you could see going nuts. And I said it on the prop cast on Saturday that, that if there was one spot you could see going nuts, the problem is I want to play both quarterbacks and I can't do that. <laughs> um, that was, that was really what we talked about on the prop cast show. Just it, that game you could, you know, even though Mike Evans is 2% owned and, Every, you know, Deshaun Jackson's less than 1% owned. It's not so crazy out of the realm of possibility. Like looking back at it, we probably, people should, probably should have been on that a little more than they were. Just the fact that New Orleans is the course field of the NFL. And anyway, um, but pretty much things went uh, pretty much according to plan. Other than, you know, I don't think we expected that kind of a game exactly from Fitzpatrick, but it was just a crazy situation. And that happens in New Orleans a few times every year. If New Orleans is the course field, like Kansas City might become like what used to be uh, Arizona, right? A pre-humidor because you talk yeah. about them making the Super Bowl. They're like the DFS Super Again, this is week one, but it is a takeaway. Their defense is not supposed to be very good. And Mahomes and Hill are guys that you just should play every single week in a DF, you know, in GPPs at a certain percentage just because there's always that chance. The upside – uh, and, of course, he'll have the old double dip as well with the, the, the touchback return. When he gets in the open field, it's absolutely ridiculous. He's defying math, defying odds with all of his, uh, his just touchdowns. And uh, everybody's saying, well, he's going to regress. He has to regress. And, well, he didn't regress in game one at least. What do you have for me, Grant, as far as your first takeaways? I mean, I don't think Casey's that good. Um, I mean, they're, they're a potential playoff team, but I don't think they're, they were even the better team on the field that day in the long run and over the course of the season Bosa wasn't in there that really limits the Clippers or Clippers Chargers ability to get a pass rush there and it was two freak Tyreek Hill long runs and that missed field goal away from being a very close game I don't think that Kansas City is a top five team in the NFL I don't think they're the best team in the division they might be the third best team in the division I mean I could just be because I love the Chargers but we'll see towards the end of the season. But I'm not overreacting to this one little. I, I wasn't. I wasn't saying they were the best team in the NFL. I said you could see them as a real Super Bowl contender. We just had to see it happen with Mahomes. I didn't think that was out of the reach of possibility before the season. I think Bill Simmons picked them to win the to be in the Super Bowl. I wasn't saying that I think they're going to. I just think that they're a legitimate contender after week one and there's no reason with all these weapons that that shouldn't continue as the contender. I'm not saying I'm picking them. I picked Pittsburgh, so I'm stuck with them. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about a second because they face each other this week, which like that's that's yeah, the first, we'll that. first game that kind of jumps off the board that we're going to talk about in a second once we start digging into week two. But still want to kind of get some notes as far as uh, your thoughts on what happened, uh, what went down as far as week one. But uh, yeah, I mean, Grant, I assume you're you're on board with Mahomes and Hill. Does every single week have to be your GBP pool? I mean, if they're low owned, if they're high owned, you just fade them. 
because they can go terribly wrong. I, I don't think Mahomes is this good. I, I don't. Uh, I just think it was a lack of – like not having Bosa in there is a real – Real different scenario here, and, I mean, realistically, with the Tyreek Hill just ridiculous run, he got four touchdowns, but he only had 256 yards, most of which were just Hill doing what he, he does. I mean, they don't have a huge amount of other guys in there um, that can really do too much. So, Why, I, why not, don't you like Mahomes? I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, I'm just not that – I'm not going to say that he's great right now. It's his first game. I'm not going to overreact to things, although – Before that, I thought he was great, or a lot of people did. I'm just saying this doesn't disprove that. I'm not saying I love quarterbacks that can run, especially in the goal line. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I'm just not going to say, oh, he's a great throw him in GPPs every single week. I'm not going to say that right now. I'm going to say I'm not going to overreact to one week just because I don't know. I mean, he has some decent weapons, but it's not going to come down to huge fantasy production week in and week out. We'll see. It's week one. I'm not overreacting is all I'm saying. I'm going to get you to overreact in a second. You ready, Grant? First of all, you're talking about that that Charger game – the Chargers dropped a couple touchdowns for what it's worth. Like they, mm-hmm. they're going to meet again down the road, and it's probably going to be another shootout. But Grant, you ready to overreact? Tell me how much you love Eckler. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh man, I love that guy. Oh man, he's better than Melvin Gordon. Second Melvin Gordon. I still really like you. You're a very good running back. But Eckler is who you know. I have a, him in like a hundred. The big best ball tournaments over on draft. I have him in, I think, 100% of them. I made sure to get him with, like, my last pick or second last pick in every single one of them. And he was my highest-scoring running back in pretty much every single one of them. So I'm real happy on this. I'm just pissed off that enough people talk me off. I mean, I guess it's not terrible. People talk me off of him, so I went with either Hyde or uh, with Connor, and every single one I got talked off. So I think it was a net positive. But, boy, gosh, he is he's going to be involved in the Chargers this year. You see. Well, let, let, let me let me uh, get that down to reality for a second because 82 snaps last week, right? Gordon at tw- 62. Eckler had 22 snaps, right, Grant? I was digging into some PFF before, so you guys didn't know that. I do some research. Uh, and 22 snaps, Grant, he had five carries for 39 yards and five catches for 87 yards. So he, he got the ball 10 times out of 22 times. I just, you know, look, I think he's a talent, too, but the most important thing, and I agree, I don't think Gordon's that good. And Gordon absolutely smashed, too. Gordon had, uh, what, nine catches for 102 yards on 12 targets? In in this offense, everybody, every running back is going to smash. Like, when you're going to get 15 targets to your running backs from a quarterback, they're all going to smash. But I do agree with – I think Eckler actually is a better running back than Melvin Gordon is. I don't think Melvin Gordon's especially great. I think it's this system is just – it's a goldmine for them. But, Bobby, it doesn't matter. It's opportunity, right? And if sure, sure, Gordon's sure. going to get three-fourths of the plays, you, you still really – it's it's really, really thin for Eckler. He was amazing, but, like, that's as good as it's going to get if he's only getting – he's only going to be in the field 22, you know, 22 times out of 82. That might change. What if they're up by 35 points in the third quarter? <laughs> well, that's a big what if, but well, I guess – they're, they're playing this week. They're playing this week. Hey, hey uh, <laughs> Dean, what happened last time that Buffalo played the Chargers? <laughs> Do you know? Because I Last think they were up 30 points in the in the third quarter. Look at that. That was the Peterman five or four interception game. That's right. Five. I think it was five. <laughs> was five? And Eckler put up 13 points there. A, a bad day for him overall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, it's going to be West Coast, the East Coast for the Chargers. It's a, it's a noon game or one o'clock game local time. And, you know, the Bills Mafia is going to get up in this game, and at least the, the pre-show, they're going to be breaking some tables, whatever it's worth. But, yeah, the Bills are – I mean, they look like an absolute disaster. 
um, and the Peterman experience. Uh, you know, look, I don't want to judge a guy in two starts or one and a half starts, whatever it is, but it looks really bad. And the Chargers, I'll judge him. He's, he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. You've seen he's it. Bad. Up. He doesn't have an offensive line. He has no skill position receivers other than Lashawn McCoy, who's their running back. <laughs> yeah, the Bills look like they look like an absolute disaster. Like I can't. I just can't. Like Benjamin Zay Jones, Curly, Clay, Charles Clay. Can't play any of those guys. And Bosa, I don't know if he's going to play just yet. I mean, it'd be nice to look kind of bullshit the Chargers defense for sure. But Grant, Grant, the one thing about this week, kind of looking ahead, we talked about the Pittsburgh-Kansas City game. That's a premier matchup. Uh, the Chargers are be really, really interesting and popular as well, too. But here's the thing. Last week, it was really easy. You loved your lineup. So I made my lineups. So like, I love this lineup. I love that lineup. You really, it was hard to make a lineup I didn't like, at least before everything went, everything went down. I'm, I made a lineup pre-show just kind of tinkering, and I don't, I don't like it. I don't – I mean – you know, the salary cap is really, really constricting. Uh, like the most expensive player I had, like somebody was tweeting me, asking me, like, what big stud do you want to pay up for this week? I think the most expensive guy, at least as of Monday night, that I'm, uh, that's in my roster is the aforementioned, not that talented, but plenty of opportunity, uh, Melvin Gordon. Gross. Uh, I don't think I can splurge all the way up. Um, I can. I for sure me can. Me too. Me too. Okay. You've got to learn DFS. to find value in DFS. That, that, that's, that's one of the main tenets of DFS is finding value. Explain this concept to me. What is this value you speak of? Well, you want okay. guys that are the minimum price that score the most points. Like that, that's just what you want to do. You want guys that don't cost much, but they score a bunch. That's, that's, who, so who, you have guys that are going to do that this week? Because I'm, I'm listening. I already My first glance, nobody really excites me. All right, uh, D.D. Westbrook still underpriced at 4500 Brandon Marshall, Doug Baldwin's out at 4300 Cole Beasley is going to get a decent amount of targets, and they're still probably going to pass a little bit because they can't run with Zeke every single time. Jim Keem Grant is not too bad. Allison seems to be pretty involved with the offense this week, even though it was mostly on one. It's like they're, they're getting progressively worse and worse. <laughs> yeah, guess what? They're getting progressively cheaper and cheaper, Dean. <laughs> you expect, do you expect Mike Evans or Antonio Brown to be – $3,000 on a given week. <laughs> like Cole Beasley, not in the main slate for its worth. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, oh, oh boy. You just got that creepy voice, Grant. And now I'm, okay. Whatever you say, I, I agree with you. <laughs> it puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> Bobby, you hear that, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's a lot of cheapies that I don't like so much. And, We'll talk about Jacksonville because they play against New England. That, that's an interesting – it's a rematch, of course, the playoff game last year. Uh, oh, let's knock out a couple guys that got hurt. Sure, let's talk about that, you know, going forward. It's a really violent sport. We don't want to talk about that so much. We're we talking about body parts, parts, Dean? That's not part of this show. <laughs> We're not breaking <laughs> down the slate. I'm trying to impose my will on this podcast. I'm taking over. <laughs> this is my thing. Uh, yeah, the, well, Delaney Walker, who has a – yeah, he's got a leg, uh, so he's out for the season. Um, you know, how does that change things as far as, uh, you know, as far as Tennessee? Because, you know, Janu Smith was really – he looks like a really, really talented dude. And, like, I remember playing – I think I feel like I played him once or twice last year. I'm in a similar situation. I, always, I remember I wanted to play him and Walker played because Walker is always one of those guys who's questionable and he always goes. But he's definitely out. I think he's done so for the year. Uh, Janu Smith is super, super cheap on FanDuel. Uh, they lowered the floor as far as tight ends. I think now it's down to 4K. He's 4-2 over there. Uh, tight end feels like a, a definitely a pump position this week on DK as well. I did see uh, the goat Evan Silva was tweeting about like, yeah, everybody's going to want to talk about Janu Smith, but there's this character, a person I never heard of, Anthony uh, Erster is somebody he's impressed with. Another tight end as well. Got to keep an eye on that. He copped them to the good old Chris Cooley. Does Corey Davis just get a ton of targets? 
Uh, and then there's the backfield. This is a, this is based off a, off a tweet, Bobby. They want to know what's going to happen to Tennessee. Mariota, by the questionable for it's worth, uh, probably going to go. This is Monday, so Zach knows. He's probably going to play this week. Uh, the backfield, Lewis, uh, he got, what, two-thirds of the touches there. He, he definitely shined. They were behind for what it's worth. How do you see this Tennessee offense going forward? Um, I'm not really factoring them into my plans, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I, I think that J- J- Smith is the only guy who I'm looking at really like, and if it's really going to be that confusing of a situation, I probably won't even bother there. Um, I don't think like it's the worst idea in the world to play Corey Davis, but I'm not going to play him. He got a lot of targets. People want to make Corey Davis happen. Who's the guy they really want to make happen? The other receiver. It's on Tennessee. Corey Davis has talent, by the way. He's a, he's, he's got some, he's got some, some serious skill. Like he just, I don't know if it's going to work. Like, I don't think anything of Mariota. I've always said he'd never be a good quarterback in the NFL. In my opinion, he still isn't. Chime in here, Greg. What's your thoughts as far as Tennessee? I mean, Corey Davis still got how many targets last week? 13. 13. Yeah, so that's that's quite a bit. So um, anyone who's getting that volume at 5.1K is immediately viable. Is Mariota, have they confirmed if he's going to play or not? He's probably going to play, but who knows? I'm assuming he is. Yeah, I mean, even Blaine Gabbert's a great quarterback anyway, so this should be fun. <laughs> um, uh, I don't I know mean, if sarcastic or not. We'll have to wait and see throughout the course of the week. But I, 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 Corey Davis is automatically in play. The problem is that Houston is a team that I believe gives up a ridiculous amount of volume to tight ends. So one of these guys has to just be terribly involved. Uh, I don't know how great of receivers they are. I haven't looked into it too much, but – Smith, I think he he's still soft. He's a talented guy for what it's worth. He looks he looks the part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, at three point one k, he's even if he's not good, um, I still expect him to get a big enough volume where he should be fun. So Davis and Smith are probably going to be. They could end up being chalky, but they should be. But then, if you're looking at that same price area, you have like Trey Burton at four one. He disappointed, but many people think he's going to take a big step forward this year with Chicago. Kittle crushed in game one. Of course, uh, their, their their top receiver got hurt. Marquise was out uh, for a fair portion of that game, but Kittle was awesome. He's three eight. Uh, Jared Cook crushed tonight for Oakland, especially in the first half against Denver at three point six k. Maybe this is like a double tight end week on yes. DK. Which yes, is that something? Okay, talk about yes. it. Bobby. This, this is the week for it. When you can't find the value elsewhere, why not do it? This, there's we don't know enough about these offenses yet, and and how they're going to be run. If we have, if we get a feel for the fact that you know. We have Kittle, who had nine targets, and Cook, who obviously showed flashes upside tonight. Why not just just attack it and 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 hope you get some sort of a repeat performance? You can pay up for whoever you want after that. Stack whoever you want. Uh, why you know we we don't the double tight end thing is something me and Grant have both done well with in the past, and people have won the Millionaire Maker doing this. Um, this is a really really good week for it, in my opinion. Yeah, speaking of tight ends, Greg Olson's going to probably be out as well. Look at he had the same injury he had last year. He was in a walking boot. Uh, Grant, like, I don't think there's a direct, like, play this tight end on Carolina. You'd assume that maybe Funches gets a few more looks. Maybe CMC gets a little bit more involved. Uh, CMC's plenty involved. The tricky part of CMC, Grant, is, like, it doesn't, like, uh, at least in the goal line, it doesn't look like Anderson had a, had a touch. And then Cam, I might have siphoned one of his, his touchdowns. Uh, the, cons- the touchdowns are important, obviously, uh, especially on Fandle, but more so, more so than on DK, where at least you're getting the, the full point PPR. Uh, are you how concerned are you with CMC as far as like you know getting touches in the goal line, uh, and just as far as the situation with Greg Olson being out, who gets his usage? 
I mean, so we actually have a pretty decent sample size of this. It's called most of last year. Greg Olson was out. We know what happened there. Uh, Christian McCaffrey had a quarterback that would steal his goal line cut touches and a running back that would steal his goal line cut touches. So the simple answer is nothing's changed. Just look at last year, and you have a pretty simple answer. The guy is a decent cash game in most or cash game play in most weeks because he's going to get eight, nine, ten targets. Um, he'll end up catching half or more of those, and so you automatically have a six, seven point floor there with a chance of him going up, busting off a big run for a touchdown on the receiving end. Um, it's that simple. It, nothing's changed since midway through last year. It's literally the same scenario, just with different names. Do you have a take here, Bobby? Wait, sorry, say that one more time. Christian McCaffrey, Carolina, what are your thoughts yeah, as far as I'm all, I'm all over Christian McCaffrey. I think it's uh, one of the better plays of the week. Um, Ajayi had a nice game against them before. I think McCaffrey's going to eat up a ton of more usage. It's a lot better playing in that dome. And I need to double-check his game log against Atlanta last year, but for some reason I thought I remember having a good game in Atlanta, but that could just be a figment of my imagination. But I think he did. Um, I just feel like it's, you know, guys like him, they're definitely much better indoors in the dome. Uh, these games have always been sort of weird and wonky. These Carolina Atlanta games, they're like really low scoring or really high scoring. I think it's worth betting on the other side and uh, just playing a ton of McCaffrey this week. 10 carries last week, uh, nine targets, six catches or 45 yards. Not exactly the 25 to 30 touches or looks. It was uh, the coach was talking about, of course, nobody really bought that, but yeah, he's going to get around 20 or so touches. And by the way, uh, like you'll notice, he's 7K on DK. Everybody got a price hike, basically. Everybody's up a little bit, uh, at least 10% or so this week, if not more. That's why your lineup's just not going to look nearly as good. Uh, Leonard Fournette has an ankle. Uh, they're saying it's not necessarily serious, but who knows? If uh, he doesn't go, and Andrew's in TJ Yeldon. Any TJ Yeldon makers, Grant? I mean, we've seen this trap before many times. Um, it all depends on how chalky he's going to be. Uh, for some reason, occasionally they seem to – just every single time Fournette's out, the chalk was Ivory or the chalk was Yeldon or the chalk was Grant. Whatever it is, people tend to pivot towards it. His 5.6K price tag is too much. They figured out that Fournette was injured and they priced him up. He will be involved in the uh, receiving game, so I could see him as a as a cash game option just because the upside is there. But if he's going to be chalk, no, you stay away. Like, we've seen this before. Yeah, Ivory's gone. But like you said, like Corey Grant can play the role of Ivory and just uh, just kind of screw things up just enough. Uh, Jeremy Hill's out as well. Uh, just kind of noting that New England's still kind of cluttered. Not really sure what's going to happen on their backfield, especially when uh, Michelle comes back. He didn't play week one. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. We're assuming Aaron Rodgers is going to play. Like he say he's going to play, but they're saying they're still collecting information. Uh, you guys mentioned Jay Ajayi. He only played like forty percent of the snaps week one, for what it's worth, and he he's got a bone on bone something. I don't. That doesn't sound. Was it? I can't remember how they described it. That's probably not the right way to describe it, but. Uh, I think you're describing something else that's not suitable for Yeah, it's a totally different podcast. Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, Should we panic uh, if if you like uh, Chris Hogan? Like, everyone was all over Chris Hogan. Uh, What do you have? I think he had four targets, one catch, Bobby. Is that just like an outlier? Is he going to be fine going forward? Is that New England sort of game planning and saying, you know, we're going to throw away from Hogan, give the ball to Gronk because he smashes? Uh, Are we concerned about Hogan or do we think he's going to be fine going forward? I just think it doesn't matter this week, so – I'm not concerned going forward, but I don't really think it's worth having that conversation because nobody's talking about trying to play him this week against Jacksonville. Talk about that game. Uh, what are you doing as far as going over Jacksonville? Nothing. If anything? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I, might, I, might, I might play D.D. Westbrook a time or two, and I might play Keelan Cole a time or two. I, I don't really have any major plans. Uh, obviously, the Yeldon thing, I still don't even think I would go there. 
Brady's down to 6'5 on DK for what it's worth. But you don't want to pick on Jacksonville. Do you? I don't think so. Yeah, I just just don't see the reason to try and pick. The the price on a lot of these things make it kind of interesting, but I don't don't see any reason you need to go there on this slide. Grant, what what am I missing? Uh, The fact that if Fournette does play, then that means that Jacksonville is probably going to have him shut down because that's what New England does. Bortles will be passing the ball. Just because things disappointed this week with Cole and Westbrook doesn't mean it's going to disappoint the future. Bortles is probably going to be forced to throw the ball more. Uh, That means targets from Cole and DD, who are both cheap. I love the Jacksonville stack this week, but that's nothing new there. And then on the other side of the ball with Jacksonville's ability to shut down wide receivers, I mean, maybe they'll throw throw a decent corner on Gronk. But Gronk's still a great play with people paying down at tight end likely this week because of lack of value. Gronk makes a great play. Then Burkhead, uh, he's probably more likely to get more touchdown carries if Michael's out and if uh, Jeremy Hill's down. Now, if people aren't going to play Burkhead, then he becomes a great play. I mean, never play a, a, a chalky Patriot is the rule. If any of these guys aren't going to be chalky, then they're probably going to be heavily involved against a very good secondary. All right, Bobby, you, did you uh, want to talk about another game or you want to go back to Kansas City and Pittsburgh? What are you focusing on? Kansas City and Pittsburgh. <laughs> um, okay. no, I just really like that game. I think that um, I like both sides of it. I like playing Mahomes or Roethlisberger. Uh, I like pairing it with the obvious guys in Brown and Hill. Um, I like – I don't even mind taking a shot and paying up again for Connor, depending on where we see his ownership at 67. I, I think it's a perfect spot where if people are just going to jump off and run away from the price, we still would take 30 fantasy not, points most weeks. Yeah, I think this would be a spot. You, I think people did will. Did you even mention the best play in the game? The best? Did you? I mean, we've gotten everything yet in this game. Um, but now I'm kind of curious what you're going to say was the best play. Jesse, he loves Jesse James. He likes the – No, the, I, by the way, Jesse James that outscored ASJ. Suck it, Dean. Um, <laughs> I thought I picked Jordan Reed. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, Kareem Hunt is the best play in that game. I, I consider Kareem Hunt, but he, this guy's not being a – they're not treating him like a workhorse back. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm off of it personally. Go ahead. Um, so they give up a whole lot of tar- – like force a whole lot of targets to the running back in this offense, in this defense. And since Shazir has been out of the lineup, their run defense has been not fantastic. They're playing over in Pittsburgh. It's going to be a fairly high-scoring affair here, I think. And I think Kareem's going to be the guy that's more involved. I mean, I think Pittsburgh – You're not worried that with a new quarterback, he got zero targets in a pass-happy offense the other day? He got three tar- – wait, no. He, did he get zero targets? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't even see that. Let's see. Yep. No, I got one. Carries but is that like a one-game deal, or is that, to be, you know, is that how it's going to be going forward? Kelsey didn't do anything. No, no, it may not be how it's going forward, but why would we assume anything different? Mahomes likes to sling it down the field. Why would we Maybe assume that probably. after a one-game sample size? I'm just saying, this is, you're saying it's a one-game sample size? This is his entire career, what everybody's ever said about him. This is just it happening. That's the only difference. That's the only difference. This is who he is. This is who he was in college. This is who he was, he's always been. He's a we have an entire one-year sample size of Kareem Hunt last year, and that's who he is, is a guy that gets a ton of fantasy points. With a very, in a very different situation, and he, had, and he had also, if you remember, that was only the first few games of the year, the first six games of the year. It's actually most Oh, of and, and week 16 when he went for 20, week 15 when he went for 42, 20? week 14 when he went for 25. I, I'm just telling you. We probably got you guys fighting, by the way. We were very, we were way too cordial for the first like 25. Yeah, minutes. he was being real nice, but I'm taking my stand here. Best it's play in the game. Uh, okay, he's so six two and in twenty percent of I'll, his I'll take, games. James Conner is the best play in the game. I'll take I'll take Jai over him this week. No, that's, that's fine. Call. He's one hundred dollars more expensive. I'll take the better player, one hundred dollars less. Why is that a bad call? 
Why is that a bad call? Because JJ's not going to be involved in the offense. He's not going to be involved at all in the offense. He's not going to be involved that much in the offense, not to warrant a 6.3K price tag. He's priced where he should be, where he got two touchdowns last week. That's probably not going to happen again. I'm not saying it's a terrible play. Against Tampa Bay defense, it's not going to happen again. Cream bone on bone. Did you not hear that part? What? Bone on bone. What are you talking about? <laughs> Where were you four minutes ago in the podcast? I was. I guess I guess I. Yeah, I mean, look, they did say for what it's worth. To be fair, they said they're going to get the ball to Jai more times going forward, and you know they're kind of working him in. But they do have you know Scholes and Colmet lurking. I just, I mean, I just don't trust that Jai is going to be this workhorse. Uh, but he's, you know, I, I don't think he has to be. I, that's well. I, first of all, I wasn't saying, "Hey, jump and get as much JJI as possible." I was saying to Grant, "I would take him over Kareem Hunt." That's all I was saying. All right, well, it looks like we have right? a bet for later on. Okay, we've got a. That's a lock. Yeah, I want to get. Can I get some of that action too? Yeah, you can get. A, you got action on this. I only reason I don't like betting you is because you get lucky and win. Me? No, Dean. Oh, do I not get lucky and win? Like when no. you said that <laughs> Herman Marquis will outscore Kluber by five points today, and you just said, no way that ever happens in it. You no, put your no, no, first name no. and his last name. No, and I said, what I said was that it's ridiculous to say that he has a higher upside than Corey Kluber does. That's what he I put up, Okay, first of all, he's been Higher upside. You're looking at a one-game sample size. You said who has a higher upside. No, I'm looking at his last oh. 10 games where he's been. Okay, well, this is a football podcast. Oh, gosh, I'm the one that went off. Damn it. Just to say, yeah, anyway, ridiculous. Herman Marquez, uh, for the record. For the record. Uh, call him James Conner James is the best play in that game. It's 7K on DK. Uh, 7K on Fandle. I think he's like six and change on DK, six, seven. They just didn't raise the price enough. Assuming that, like, Bell doesn't just show up and say, hey, uh, I'm going to start playing now, uh, which seems unlikely. Uh, if he's going to get, what, like, every running back carry – uh, yeah, I, I will take that volume for sure against a Kansas City team that's uh, not terribly impressive. And I feel like we buried – well, I don't want to say the lead, but uh, if there's co-awesome like uh, awesome games to look at this week, hey, let's jump back to the Superdome there, Grant. Uh, your favorite team, one of your favorite teams, Cleveland, in the world. So we have to talk about this, don't we? Yeah, yeah, uh, I think we have to. Cleveland's not a fantastic defense, although I do think they will be better. Everyone's going to look at what happened this week and how Cleveland kept – Pittsburgh to 21 points. They, it, the weather was terrible. Pittsburgh's not good on the road. They'll think that the Cleveland run defense is bad because Connor put up a huge game. It's not that bad. It was good last year. They, they've improved in the secondary. The one thing that we can rely on is them being terrible versus the tight ends, but they don't really have a great tight end. But regardless, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Cleveland is going to go nuts here. Josh Gordon will be back to almost full health, I'm sure, and probably be heavily involved in the offense. Uh, Lattimore is going to be a tough matchup for him, but, I mean, when you have someone as athletic as Josh Gordon, then he's going to be able to rip down balls regardless. Landry is the probably one of the best plays on the board. He got 14 targets, which, granted, it was a lot the conditions there. But they're going to be throwing the ball more, and Landry could end up with what, 15, 16 targets in this offense. By the way, did you say uh, sexual chocolate there? Uh, not, not Randy, uh, Randy's cousin, Benjamin Watson. He's not a real tight end. Is that what you're trying to say there? I mean, he's not a real great tight end. Yeah, he's not very good. I love uh, I Josh Gordon this week. Oh, gosh, Bobby, on the same page again. But, I no, him. I don't love him this week. I just love him in general. Tell you why, Bobby. First of all, he played almost – I mean, he played 75% of the snaps this week. That was all nonsense. They're going to make more of a concerted effort to get him the ball in this kind of a game where I think they'll be playing from behind a, a good bit more. It was sort of a different – I mean, they were doing that the other day, but the weather was terrible. It doesn't really suit his game style as much. Unfortunately, you do have Tyrod Taylor throwing the ball, and he's not 
as like he's not the ideal quarterback for the long ball, obviously. But Gordon should find. Tell that to Sammy open. Watkins. What about what do you what do you what do you what is that? Tyron Taylor threw long balls to Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins made a lot of those into long plays. And anyway, and Josh Gordon can't still, do that. Wait, why are you trying to argue with me about a play we agree on? If we're going to do that, we may as well do it on something we disagree on. No <laughs> <laughs> reason to, to get into it. Um, yeah, no, I just think Josh Gordon, they're going to work him much more in the offense. I think it was fluky that he only saw one uh, one target, and I think you're going to see a ton of them this week. So I actually think Josh Gordon, it wouldn't surprise me if he was a top like four or five overall receiver. And it also wouldn't surprise me if he only had like three catches, but I would bet you would still have 81 yards in the touchdown. <laughs> He's going to get loose, right? Yeah. Uh, on the turf, too. I like that as well. 69 of 89 snaps, by the way, Bobby, as far as Josh Gordon being in the field last game. And, you know, it, it feels like we're – you know, one of the things I typically like to do, I want to spend up for quarterback. I, I found the spot sometimes last week on DK, uh, and on FanDuel as well, just because I had the salary. You had all these cheapies out there. And, again, I keep talking about how tight the salary is this week. And it feels like a week we're going to have to spend down a quarterback. And Tyrod is 5.9K on DK against the Saints team that was just ripped up. Uh, you know, by Fitzmagic. And Fitzmagic, here's the other part of it. Fitzmagic had 12 carries. 12. Fitzmagic. Thir- you know he's 35, 35 is 36 years old. Well, I don't know if you know this, Grant. Can we accept one thing about Fitzpatrick? That he, maybe he's not a bad quarterback. This guy's never had anything around him, and he makes things happen. Like, me and Grant joke about it because Grant used to play him all the time, and for good reason. He's actually a pretty good quarterback. He makes a few bad throws here and there, but on these teams, you have to do that. Like, this is – this guy is – actually like gives them a better chance than anybody else they've got a chance to throw out there including Jameis so I I just want to say Fitzpatrick maybe deserves a little more credit than we give him yeah there's a reason why uh the coach said we're not entirely certain that Jameis is going to be starting when he comes back I think it's more of an indictment I don't how explain to me how this works there's like what seven eight billion people in the world there's what 350 million Americans why can't we find 30 people to competently, like, competently throw a football and make like football decisions? I don't well, wait, why are we insulting a guy who just threw for 7 million yards and 47 touchdowns in one game? How are you? I'll take how a shot you here indirectly. That's what I'm doing. It's, it's, it's a callback. Take a shot at Fitzpatrick? Why? Look what he just did. Look at I mean, if I've learned anything, it's why don't we have 30 guys that can coach a darn football team? We saw yeah, that's Jeff Fisher in there, and Jared Goff can't throw a ball, and then Jeff Fisher leaves, and Jared Goff's a great quarterback. We saw uh, what's his Trubisky. Trubisky can't throw a ball, and then he leaves, and Trubisky oh, almost wins. John Fox is such a dinosaur. Yeah, it's just don't have old people coaching guys, and they can throw a ball good. Yeah, I mean, there's one way to give Jeff Fisher a call. If you're speaking of that, if you're a Browns fan, are you excited? I mean, how do you feel about the tie, Bobby? Are you, you, I, I read this is amazing. <laughs> this is the best start that it I've was seen. best start since 2004. <laughs> 2004. Yeah. Did, did you know that over the last 34 games, they have this same number of wins and ties? <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, and like, I didn't, I know everybody made the joke about like the bucket of Gatorade, you know, and they got the tie. I'm not really sure what happened there. Like, it's better than a loss for sure, but uh, I just picture like the Alonzo Morning gift where he's like kind of upset and he's like, ah, okay. I feel like that's how Browns fans took it. Like, I guess they're happy. I, I don't know. I mean, like, it's the best game they've had in the last 17. Yeah, it's, it's not, I mean, in all reality, like when you just started an NFL season to tie, you know, a top six team in football, it's still valuable when you've won one out of your last 30 two games or whatever. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, they should be happy about it. No, it doesn't. It's like they're not trying to break a sh- – like get off the schneid this year. Yeah, of course they are, but like so is everybody else. 
they're, they should be happy going into New Orleans. I don't think that they're going to win this game. Um, but I think New Orleans is going to show up and actually beat the hell out of them. But I do think they'll put up some points and be good for fantasy in this one. Yeah, Kamara should smash. Thomas should, Thomas should smash as well. It's just like they're really expensive. And like, Bobby, are you, you going to go out of your way? You're going to find a way to make it work as far as spending up for those dudes? If I play like a ton of tournaments, you always got to play some Kamara just in case like last week happens. Um, or you could, I mean, I, honestly, this is probably a week where I'm going to stay a little bit more away from them. I, I'm, I just. I did even last week. I ended up playing him, I think, pretty close to the field. And I just am going to go other directions and not count on him going quite as nuts, although I fully expect him to have a huge game. It's just things are a little bit constrained, and I'm okay with going up at certain other spots. But there's other guys I want even more than him um, who are a little cheaper. Taking a quick glance, a glance as far as the, the Vegas lines, uh, it looks like that Kansas City-Pittsburgh game opened at 49.5, and, and it's now at 53. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so people will be talking about the game for sure. And that uh, looks like a second game like as far as the totals is what Cleveland and New Orleans is at 50. So those are two games to certainly watch. And then Gurley just played on Monday night. Is Do you like Gurley more than Kamara, Bobby? Gurley at home versus Arizona, a team that the, uh, you know. No. Oh, okay. All right. I, I mean, I, I like him. I, I, I think he's fine. I think the price is a little bit more than I need to pay. I think there's a lot of good running back. Well, a lot of interesting running back options that I would probably gamble on. And I actually like probably would prefer David Johnson to Gurley this week. Yeah, we agree uh, again. Um, he was terrible week one, so that means we can't play him, right? Is that what people are going to be saying? I mean, he's going to get no ownership. Uh, people, he's going to get completely lost in the shuffle. And it's, I mean, I don't know, not no ownership, but he won't get nearly what he should. Um, it was a weird game the other day. He's going to... I think he's like even in a bad loss. I think he has a big game here, so I like him. If I'm going to pay all the way up, I actually don't mind taking a shot. I, I really like Connor, by the way, and I love McCaffrey. Uh, Gordon, I don't like playing as much. I actually don't mind the idea of playing Eckler and along with the Chargers defense. Like I think that's a really like I know it sounds nuts and it's going to seem like prisoner of the moment and limited snaps and all that, but if there if this game really does get out of hand. Who do you think is going to be carrying the ball? And basically every time this guy gets a chance to be on the field, he does something. So I don't know. It's, I, I, think, I thought it was nuts last week and I was wrong. This week I think it has some merit. Like if we really think Buffalo may actually be that bad. Deadline's moved the way down the other way in Buffalo's favor. It opened up nine. The Chargers are nine-point favorites. Now they're seven-point favorites from what I'm seeing here. And if, you know, if it's a seven-point game with 10 minutes to go, it's probably going to be Melvin Gordon. Uh, David Johnson's just going to be completely ignored. That's, 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 not even, that's not even true. They'll mix in. Uh, this is a semi-running back. Pepper. Huh? He's the parsley, man. He's not the steak. No, he's not the parsley or the steak. He's every yeah, appetizer. Gordon he's every isn't the steak. He's the potatoes and, and maybe Philip a is salad. Doesn't matter how good, good Gordon is. If he's getting the ball, that's all that matters. I mean, he's, it's going to change. It's going to be a lot more Eckler, and it was a decent amount of Eckler halfway through last year. They're talking about it in Canada. You know what? We'll just see. We'll just see what happens. I'm with you. I know. I'm talking about <laughs> right. Dean. Anger at Dean right now. Well, no, I, look, I, I agree Eckler is talented, but if he's not going to be in the – you know, there's only so many points you can get while sitting on the sideline. You side called like him Parsley. Grant, this is <laughs> – and you're like making the whole anti Kamara argument from last year. Like, maybe I'm pro parsley. How do you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's. No true. one likes parsley. I don't even know what that is. I know it's green, but that's about it. 
<laughs> you guys talk about David Johnson and like well, they could not get off the field because the uh, the corpse of Adrian Peterson were running all over Arizona. I think they had a if you look at the uh, the total time but time of possession in that game, Arizona had the ball for like twenty one minutes or so. It was bad, and I just feel like Gurley's going to run all over him. And sure, it's football is variance the one overreact over one week, and absolutely Gurley's going to be more heavily owned. Absolutely. Uh, Gordon's even more heavily owned. So I guess Brad. You know already, that Arizona was the top. number one DVOA defense last year. All right, what year is it this year? They didn't look great last week. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Let's overreact to one week. No, I, I sort of man, in 2018. Mean Adrian Peterson, one of the best running you know, backs. Gurley's going to have a big game, but when you factor in, first of all, there's different types of upside in this. Like the, the the Rams may not even like they might just give him more breaks later in the game if they're running away with it. Meanwhile, David Johnson, as long as there's like the whole time they're down by four scores or less while he's in the game, he should he could end up seeing like 10 to 20 targets. This kind of a game. I'm serious. I know that sounds nuts, but that's exactly what I could see happening. And I think David Johnson, you could you know you could see them lose by 20 and still have to see him with one of those 30 plus fantasy point games. I like what yeah, you're even, saying. Even Jerry Rice was cut. Like it doesn't matter what you're, you're talking about. How uh, Peterson? Yes, he was one of the greatest running backs of all time in his time, but. You know, Barry Sanders is not going to walk out there and get 100 off of Arizona. Jerry Rice retired, got cut in his, like, 18th year. This yes. is this is Adrian Peterson's 10th year or whatever. And he, he took an entire year – well, he took, quote-unquote, a yeah. year off. And he basically played barely any last year. So he's 32 years old, 33 years old, and he hasn't played almost at all in the last three years. And he's a physical freak that was the first guy to come back from ACL surgery and then post 2,000 yards, and that will never happen again. In all likelihood, he's a freak of nature when it comes to his athletic ability. Why, why don't you just roster Adrian Peterson? <laughs> Versus the Colts. About the, it's about the Cardinals' defense, and Kareem Hunt's <laughs> on like a thousand more. <laughs> the Colts are a match if you want to pick on, right? Like, are you interested in Adrian Peterson at 5.5K? I mean, do I want to roster an old guy that can't catch the ball for fantasy purposes? <laughs> he did roast Arizona last week. Yeah, so Emmett Smith, when he was 34 years old, playing for Arizona, roasted the Seahawks. <laughs> That's where quarterbacks, the running backs go to run. And it was also a revenge game, too, for Peterson, too, wasn't it? Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Antonio Brown versus Michael Thomas. Who do you have, Brad? Oh, gosh, Brown is not even close. Bobby, are you with me? 100%. Okay, let's, uh, let's pivot here. Who's going to do better, uh, DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones? Julio Jones. Nope, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I know, you always take Hopkins. And you always take Jones. That's that's what makes us guys that are different. At, and, you know, height, weight, age, and other things. Um, but Hopkins, we're going to see a huge amount of volume. He just went against the, the Patriots that focus on shutting down the number one receiver. Hopkins still had 11 targets. He just happened to not do too much with it. Every single time we see Julio Jones that's go. Shut it, that doesn't mean anything because he had 11 targets. He had 78 yards. On yeah, one. because great. New England's great at shutting down the number one wide receiver. We've known about this for a long time. We knew this was going to happen coming into the week. This is an entirely different scenario where he's going against Tennessee that's not mm-hmm. a great team versus the pass. Hopkins mm-hmm. is going to get a huge volume of targets here. He's going to be heavily involved, and he's a great – Hopkins is probably a better play if he's going to draw a lot less ownership than Antonio Brown. Julio Jones had 19 targets. They made a concerted effort to get him the ball until he was down inside the uh, red zone for some reason. (laughs) He's immune to the (laughs) really bizarre thing. You know what happened last time he played Philadelphia? Yeah, no, that wasn't last time. That was a few times. 
But I had him that day. He almost won me all of the money. All the money that day. That well, happen. he had 16 targets when he played him in the playoffs. They... Oh, I wasn't counting that one. Yeah, so what is that? So, anyway, the point is, they're going to try and get Julio Jones the ball a ton. This is basically like a must-win type of situation for these teams. I know that sounds weird. I'm sorry for Atlanta. Um, they can't really like let the season slip away from them. Without They're like a really talented team. They're, probably, they're a top-10 talent t- team in the NFL. They just are really terribly coached. And part of that, though, is going to be continuing to force Julio Jones the ball in a must-win type of spot. I think Julio Jones is the second-best receiver. I still don't think I'm on the board. I, I still don't think I'm going to play him, though. I'm just going to load up a ton of Antonio Brown and then jump down just a little bit to Tyreek Hill because I just like that upside. And I think that you're going to see – I think the Hill-Mahomes thing is legit. Um, but I guess I'll throw some Julio in now that I think about it because the pricing is – the thing with Hill, though, like, he, he's not sneaking up on anybody this week. He's going to be super popular, and he's supposed to be, in theory, like a high-variance player, right, Grant? So maybe when he's highly ill, you're probably not supposed to have as much as – never had a quarterback who could throw the ball downfield. I, I mean, he can get he can get covered downfield. He's a quick guy that could do a lot in open space. It doesn't mean that he's a guy that can get a jump ball way down the field. I mean, he is – fast but he's more quick than anything he's more elusive um you have deandre hopkins at 400 more which we're talking about upside yeah. he had 39 points with one of the crappiest quarterbacks in the league behind him and when deandre hop with deandre watson was in the lineup he had multiple close to 30 point games deandre hopkins is a much better play at just 400 more at probably lower ownership with yeah. a much much higher floor I'll, i, I might even agree that hopkins and julio are ahead of him just because the price is so but I wonder where the ownership really does end up. But still, I, I, I agree with that. I actually agree that he probably is beneath those guys. I don't like you agreeing with me. I still am going to take shots on like tournaments because this might be a whole new thing with Tyreek. Like, we might not even know what, what he is yet. Like that, that, I think Funches might be a guy because he's 4.7K on DK, and, like, it's a way to save some salary. And, again, losing the Olsen. I think people might ch- chase stills to some degree at 5.7K versus the Jets. I'm just looking for ways people are going to save some salary. You guys mentioned Josh Gordon at 5.8K, certainly – some upside there, there as well. Uh, Bobby, you mentioned in passing it, you think Fitzpatrick might actually be good. Um, well, you can face no. him. Uh, and I'm not saying he's not. He's not been good. He's been, he's been like better than everybody around him his whole career. That's my whole point. Like he's, he's never been in a situation where somebody's like, oh, yeah, we, you know, of course you got you got Fitzpatrick job and then he just took off. It never has happened. Every team he goes to is, is horrible situations. Um, but I, I, I'm not going to play him like this week against Philly. Is that the question? But speaking of everybody around him, uh, the, the combination of Deshaun Jackson and Mike, Mike Evans last week against New Orleans, 12 targets, 12 catches, 293 yards. That, that, I mean, wow, that was efficient. an amazing week. <laughs> that is efficient. efficient. It, overshadowed, it overshadowed the other sneaky play. that, that I, wish, I wish I didn't see Keenum because I would have been all over. I played a lot of Keenum, um, as we discussed on last week's show. And he, Keenum played great. He was terrific. Wait, we're, since we're talking about Keenum, can we talk about more value in Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that that's, well, those, are, those guys are both still too cheap, but they're going to be pretty – especially Sanders is going to be ah, – maybe he won't be as popular this week, actually. He got the right. price bump. Like, at 5K last week, for me, it was an absolute lock and load. At 5K, it was just silly. But now at 6.2K – Demarius is the play. Demarius – Everybody got the bump. Demarius is the play. Yeah, Marius is the Why place. Why is on Team Demarius over over Man? Oh, you mean the guy that got ten targets last week and has better statistical numbers? He's a better than, player than 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 Manuel Sanders. Just because one guy had a big week doesn't mean he's a he, 
he all of a sudden he's a better receiver. Yeah, but Grant's taking a victory lap on the thing. It's, uh, Manny Sanders had the better week, didn't he? My, 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 I played Emmanuel's. I played both of them. My so favorite what? stack was Case, Emmanuel, and Demarius. Okay. <laughs> this is not. This is again is not a personal thing against Emmanuel Sanders for any. This is the point of the scoreboard podcast now. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- this is Demarius Thomas is the better receiver between the two. It's just simple as that. So when you can get the better receiver cheaper and lower owned in a better spot that suits his style more than to just burn and and go. Uh, I, I think Demarius Thomas could catch like double digit balls this week. I love him. Uh, Mid tier running back for me, Bobby. Is there somebody jumps out for you? Well, I went low tier with Eckler. That was the, the pretty the yeah. bold one. No, he's going on to my college. Just, just, that's just digging back. Um, but I like Lamar Miller again. <laughs> he he played, first of all, he played well. Like, I mean, it was he was two yards short of the 100-yard. He had a few carries that could have gone either way. He got a touchdown snake from him by blue. That could have, you know, that would have put him in the 20-point range at 5,200, which would have been a good number most weeks. I – Tennessee's uh, run D is not as bad as their pass D is, but I still think this is a game that I think Houston's going to control whether Mariota plays or not. And I like Miller getting the touches like he did in week one and would have had even more if they weren't playing from behind the whole time. Uh, And I think that you're going to see him with 25 touches. And I think that's going to be enough for a very good return at 5,400. I don't know if I'm going to have how much I'm going to play him, but I think he's cheap enough to where he's a really good tournament play. Uh, man, I'm looking at the Cleveland running backs. Carlos Hyde at 4.9K. Him and play him. Johnson basically split. Uh, if you think New Orleans gets out in front, we all thought that was going to happen versus Tampa. Of course, we uh, sometimes you make plans that they don't necessarily work out. But uh, maybe Duke Johnson gets some garbage time run. How much is Duke? I'm trying to find Duke Johnson. Is he? He's 40? 42. He's interesting. I think, I think I think he was my, he was my first lineup that I made, and then I realized it was a bad idea. Guys, why are we talking about – like you're talking about Eckler, why aren't we talking about Burkhead or James White or 45 and 4400? We don't know if Sonny's going to play Jacksonville, man. Huh? I want the clean route, man. They're going to play Jacksonville. They could play Jacksonville. That is not the greatest team in the world versus the run. Well, the, those guys will like, catch screen passes too and things of that sort. Also, and it is nice to have, you know, uh, what's his name's out of the way with the injury. Not that you root for injury, but you know, if you if you have those running backs, especially you know Burkhead, Jeremy Hill's out, and I assume. That, that clears the way for Burkhead being the goal line guy, or maybe White, one of those two. But one one body's gone. But maybe Michelle comes back and plays. Like, who really knows? Who knows what he's going to do? I, I said before, I don't. Uh, Belichick seems like a sharp guy, and he seems like a guy that wouldn't really value running backs. Why didn't he make a running back in the first round? Late in the first round, granted, but the whole thing seems kind of weird to me. Well, I'm, I'm curious to see how he messes in with that group, and maybe he doesn't think they don't need him just yet. We shall see. Uh, give me. Well, we were, we're ending. Uh, let's see what else. We're going to have a little bit of nonsense before we step aside and get out of here. I'm, try, I'm trying to get an actual good like, football analysis in first before we say we're going to cut it off and say, hey, if you want to keep listening, there's some nonsense going to go down. And we're actually Yeah, guys, to- tell us if we're actually doing good at this. I think we tried to do less nonsense and people got angry. Some people love nonsense. We don't know what, what the right level of nonsense is here. That, that's, that's pretty much it. Goldilocks, right? We need to just right. Uh, I, I got to say, though, from what I heard, for the most part, I think uh, there was some, you know, the, we appreciate the feedback, by the way, for what it's worth. Uh, for the most part, most people seem to like the uh, the amount of nonsense, I think. But I like – we'll give them the cue and kind of say, we're done with football. Nonsense from here going forward. And at the end of the podcast, we're gonna, we want to interact with you guys and give you a chance to, you know, jump in the uh, – you know, leave, leave a little note. We'll, we'll tell you when we get there. But give you guys a chance to learn yourself a uh, soft and luxurious Roto-Grounders T-shirt. Bobby, I assume you have yourself a couple RG T-shirts. Is that a fair assumption? Are they soft and luxurious? Can you I do. I could use some more. 
Hint, hint. Um, no, I'm just yeah, Dan, say this clothing. <laughs> you know what they eat is rotor grinders, uh, boxers or briefs. I think uh, boxers. Let's make, let's make RG Brock oh, boxers. Dean, get your mind out of the gutter. Well, it's a callback to the beginning of the show, but oh. probably, it doesn't work for everyone. That's what's going on there. Oh, yeah, we need, some, we need some RG whitey tidies. <laughs> For your uh, not, I like how you wouldn't. You're not to be named relative of some sorts. You didn't want I to mean, get any more specific than that. I mean, it, 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 read the clues. It should be fairly obvious who it is. <laughs> Gonna guess your father. <laughs> That's my assumption. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some more. Uh, what else did this for? Well, we gotta like settle a, a wait. Grant. So last week I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> shocker. I, sit, I hope you guys are sitting down. I had the worst project. I guess I said I liked ASJ, which I don't recall saying that. I thought I said Jordan Reed, but I will take your word on it. And the punishment here is that uh, you wrote some tweets that I, I have to pick one of these tweets and tweet it out. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. So I will read them off and you get a pick. Um, some of these are bad. Some of these are very bad. Some of these are, are a little ridiculous. I'll just read some of my favorite ones. Just hit on a girl for the last three hours to find out she's my distant cousin. But she's hot, so I'm gonna go for it. Hashtag Roll Tide. Um, just sharded my pants at the UPS store, but I've been in line for 30 minutes. And next up, hashtag What can Brown do for you? Um, in the ER right now, in the ER right now for sticking a part of my body in a light socket. Not gonna tell you which part. Hashtag Not. I'm surprised it fit. <laughs> Bobby, uh, did, you, did you have a thought there? Uh, which one jumps out to you? Which one do you think gonna be best that I use? I don't know. I think this is a decision that should be left up to you. <laughs> I, I'm a sucker for any sort of shark joke. So I think I'm, <laughs> right? I'm, in, uh, I'm a big fan of Philip Seymour often. And uh, what was that movie where you mentioned where he sharded he had to leave with Ben Stiller? Uh, oh, gosh. Along came Polly. He makes it rain. What's Wait. it called? Is it Along came Polly? Yeah. Yeah, it is Along came Polly. There you go. Not a Philip Seymour Hoffman's best movie, of course. Boogie Nights is his best movie for like, those scoring at home. I think it's Boogie Nights, right? Yeah, it's one of them. I don't know. I mean, it's obviously Hunger Games. I, I actually really uh, there's a lot of good movies. I don't know. It's a tough one. <laughs> not yeah, Hunger he, Games is not one of them. He didn't star in Boogie Nights, but it was it was an ensemble. And shout out to Burt Reynolds who passed this week. He was amazing in that movie. And that's just uh, uh, Boogie Nights is my it's in my top you know five or six or seven movies of all time. So I guess that's for our podcast, I suppose. We should have said that the nonsense was already – well, no, we're, we still look more football, right? we got to give our bold takes for the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I'm, I'm going to go with the Charlotte thing. And the, and the qualifier, of course, is, Grant, is that I cannot respond to this. I can't say, hey, this is because of the podcast. Yeah, you can't respond to people's tweets. You, you, just, you just let it go out there. I mean, most of the people who are – most people may goad you into certain things. I mean, we had certain ones. JM had to post – that the Patriots were not even a top 10 team and that there's no chance they make the playoffs <laughs> last year. That one got yeah. me because he couldn't respond to anything and just, I think he lost like 700 followers and had people screaming. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, that was, that who's was this JM you speak? J- JM. It's J- who's JM? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss you, JM. I do. If you're listening to this, I doubt, I doubt you are. I doubt you are. I don't want to bring up bad memories from the past, JM. I see how it is. I kid, of course. Um, yeah, you guys don't know me as well, so you don't know my vulnerabilities just yet. I'm not going to make that nearly as obvious. There's probably some weaknesses I don't. Oh, you do. Know, I guess. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We don't. I don't even care what your vulnerabilities are. I'm just going to. I'm just going to keep whatever comes to mind is what I'll mention as the punishment. I think I'm going to go with the sharded one. Uh, it's just it's just a fun word to work out there. 
you guys have bold takes the week. I think I had my bold take. Uh, oh, I think I, I uh, Bobby said that who would that Jay Ajayi would outscore Kareem Hunt. Yes, sir. All right. So you got any mid tier guy that you want? I mean, there's there's Dalvin Cook there. There's James Conner. There's Fournette. There's Christian McCaffrey in that range. I'll take James Conner. All right, boom. James Conner, Kareem Hunt. And we're going point per dollar. So if you get one more point than me, but I I have the lesser salary, then I could end up winning. You're going to bust out your calculator on me? Come on. Well, we actually had to, like, before I remembered what yours was, me and Bobby, I had Jesse James. He had Doyle. We had the exact same amount point per dollar. It was real weird. Oh, I thought for sure I had Jordan Reed. I'm going to listen back to it. <laughs> I'm playing this under protest. but I thought sure, I had Jordan I'm, Reed. That's the weird part. <laughs> Nonetheless, doesn't anyway, it was a weird conversation for about two minutes, and then you finally ended up falling on on ASJ. I wasn't happy about it. Let's agree on that. Now, I don't think any of us were that happy. That. Although I got stuck, <laughs> I couldn't. I either had Vance McDonald or or Jesse James. I didn't know who was going to play, but I just went with it. In any case, it's not that bad of a tweet. I mean, we've all we've it's all a- sharted in the middle of of UPS. And- oh, sure. Oh, we've all been there. Yeah, Bobby, yeah, you haven't been there. there? What? No. <laughs> no. I'm a I'm a good person. I'm a good one. You're a good person? Good person? Don't fart in their pants accidentally. <laughs> I'm a I'm a good boy. No, um, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't like talking about this stuff. You guys I know you don't. That's why I brought it up. This is his vulnerability. Like remember this one. It, it is. It is my vulnerability. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> All right, so I have Connor. Uh, we have a uh, Bobby. Who do you have as your boy again? Jay Jai. Uh, I mean, I'm still like I'm saying he's the best play of the week. I'm just saying he's better than the other ones. He's, he's oh, I, know, I, I, I like. Wait, I like Connor better. It was just between. Me but me and, and you had Hunt and a Jai. That's just how it went. You got to oh, be geez. bold calls. You went with a Jai. By the way, Jai. When Bobby loses, you got to work in a bone on bone tweet. This is not <laughs> fair. This is not fair. But I, yeah, I'm not going to lose. I'll beat Grant still at least. I just don't know for sure that I'll. Be- yeah, when we, the Jai gets outscored by 30 points by Kareem Hunt. We'll see how that goes. All right, Grant. It's a good story. You know, so I'll be your next. If, 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 I end up, if I end up winning or beating you, I'll add three points on at the end to see if I still beat you. And if after three points are added to JHI's score, then if I still win, then I win. If I lose, then I will take the loss. So I'm giving right. you three points there because I'm nice. I appreciate it. Grant's a gentleman. <laughs> Dean, you get nothing. You're trash. Oh, <laughs> I have all the use in the world at James Conner. Now, fast forward to Lady and Bell reporting on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, that's probably not We'll see how that goes down. I, I, I will uh, rescind my Conner pick if that happens again. All right. If, 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 he's, if Bell is back, we'll give you McCaffrey. Okay. No, I like McCaffrey better than Elvin. Okay, fine. Then I'll give you Delvin. <laughs> I it's like not McCaffrey. Anyway. By far the best is my favorite. All right. I'll give you Delvin. Yeah, okay. take Dalvin. Take Dalvin. I'll take anybody but a Jai. I just don't like a Jai. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, although he, at, back when he was back at Boise, this is probably got the old bone on bone. When he played for Boise State, he ran the ball like forty times, and when he was in the sidelines, he would drink pickle juice. Fun fact. Yeah, do you know about. why? Pickle juice. One of yeah, it's, it's full of sodium. It's one of the best ways to recover from a hangover. Uh, that and Pedialyte. Look at that. You learn things. Um, I, I was not aware that I was going to learn things in this podcast, but I feel like I learned some things. How about yourself, Bobby? <laughs> Wait, what's that? 
guess you learned nothing. No, I just couldn't hear you. I couldn't understand you. Pickle juice is good for hangovers. Yeah, nice. That's what they say. I, I, so it's is, also uh, a great way to chase whiskey. A pickleback is one of the best shots. Uh, I don't know if it's great for hangovers. I know it's great for like dehydration initially, but I don't know if it's like a long lasting. I don't know how much, I don't know exactly how it works, to be honest with you. Well, but when I, do, you, I, when I you can vouch for the Pedialyte, though, for sure. Yeah, that's what Pedialyte is. It's a high amount of electrolytes. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what it is. All right, so we're going to end the podcast like this going forward. Uh, we're going to throw out a question, something you guys can participate in in chat, and not in chat, uh, in the comment section. And what we're going to do is we're going to pick our favorite answer in the comment section, and we're going to talk about that at the opening of the next podcast. Not too long, don't worry. Maybe a couple minutes or so. And we'll figure out our favorite answer. And the winner, whoever gives us our favorite answer collectively, I'm sure that we're not going to have any fights and we're going to agree 100% unanimously on what the best answer is. They win themselves a, a nice luxurious uh, Rotor Grinders t-shirt. Uh, Bobby, do not answer. Keep your answers to yourself. Grant, don't answer either. What is the question? What do we want the people to answer in the comments section this week? Best piece of clothing from the 1980s. And apparently me and Dean looked this up, so it's, it's not included. My immediate answer was hammer pants. But that was early 90s. So hammer pants are not in the 80s. Uh, they are not available as an answer, although they are incredible. What is this? Yeah, I, I'm open to a I'm open to a different answer, but in my head, I have a, a chalk answer, and maybe I'm wrong. And like you said, Bobby, uh, and the, uh, Grant said this before we talked before the show. If you can add a GIF or a picture, uh, that probably doesn't hurt your chances for what it's worth, especially if you're wearing it. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> what, okay. Bobby, what, yeah, whatever. Whatever you guys think, I can't. I, I Grant lost me on that whole little story on the whole little explanation. Yeah, because you don't read your messages. Darn it, Bobby. I didn't read. There's too many. There's too many to read. Oh, you can't read 400 words. That's real tough there. <laughs> okay, well, you got me on that one. Yeah, I You're did. good, Bobby. We'll, we'll discuss this on the, uh, the next podcast. We'll Guys, by it. the way, my phone <laughs> autocorrects the word and to Arby's. Just <laughs> an FY when you said, I'll read it over, Arby's figure some out. That's machine learning for you at its finest. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it, it causes you well. some problems every once in a while. Well, when I asked you to bring up a question, I thought you were saying you were going to mull over a question while eating Arby's. You weren't eating Arby's. You did not have Arby's tonight? No, no. There's The closest Arby's is 10 miles from me. It's infuriating. I still go there sometimes, but, like, there's nothing better <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon than some Arby's, like a good beef and cheddar. They, and they just, the genius, they have a hotline. Nothing better than that. They have a hotline that you can call in, and they'll decide your sandwich for you. <laughs> Grant, you live in Los Angeles, California. You should stop talking. Nothing better than that, and you live Wait. in Los Angeles. That might be true. You live in certain parts of Florida or something, but not in Los Angeles. Come on, man. You have no idea my love for Arby's and fast food in general. I, I actually absolutely do. I, I have an idea yeah. of it. It doesn't make sense to me, but I have an idea of it. Sorry you don't have sophisticated taste buds like I do. <laughs> Is Arby's on your family food board of like top fast food joints? Top six, uh, top seven? God, no. It, oh, yeah, top, it's definitely in the top five. The thing is, like, Arby's and Taco Bell are two of the best places, not because of the great offering. Like, certain places have great individual offerings. Like, In-N-Out's a great burger and fries. Like, there's certain places that have fantastic one thing. Taco Bell and Arby's have just such a huge variety that they, they, they shoot up the boards and are fantastic. Because if you don't want a beef and cheddar, they have, they have the meats. They do. The commercial confirms I will say that they do have a certain niche, though. Like you say, like nobody else has tacos, basically. I'm sure some fast food joint locally. 
uh, no, that, that has tacos. But for the most part, actually, it's one place. And like, who else has roast beef, right? So I guess they have niche products, I suppose. That's an argument. That's a podcast for another day, Grant. Though. I feel like we can talk for two hours about that for sure. We, uh, we've been yapping for over an hour now, I believe. Again, just to reiterate, we want you guys to interact. We want you guys to give us your uh, grant. Just tell people more time. What do they want to, what are they supposed to put here in the comment section? Put, put the, the favorite article of clothing from the 80s. Include a picture and GIF if you want. Um, just nothing pornographic, I would hope. Uh, and yeah, 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 yeah. You, if you get the best one, then you you win a free T-shirt from Roto Grinders that is a Roto Grinders T-shirt, in fact. Yeah, it's not just like a random plain white T-shirt. That'll be weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'll probably it'll probably be me drawing a little symbol, the RG symbol on some white whitey tidies. We should get Grant's picture, Grant's Grant's face on a on a pic on a on a shirt and give it to him. That would be. I was so thinking cool. my face on a pair of whitey tidies. Oh, would it go in the front okay. or back though? Your face should be on the front. With anyway, I don't yeah, my nose is going to look big. <laughs> Bobby, you have anything for the road before you step aside and get out of here? No, thanks for hanging out there with us, guys. Please let us know how we can get better in your mind. I know we're just sort of messing around having fun. How did we top that last eight minutes? I can't people, imagine. People enjoy it. Enjoy it. So if you think otherwise, let us know. And if you think that, let us know. Just uh, let us know. And uh, thanks so much for letting us be part of your NFL week. Grant, you have something for us? No, guys, don't be like me. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a very broad statement, but uh, I'm not going to disagree. Uh, we're going to step aside for to get out of here. Thank you for listening. We appreciate the we appreciate the download. We appreciate listening. Please, we, we definitely encourage you to. Oh, and also to break a tie. Just so you guys know, to break a tie. Uh, if you guys have the same answer, first wins. So if you see somebody else has the same answer, you got to change it up somehow. Unless you have a better gift. Ooh, oh, man. Well, no, then they just steal somebody else's answer. And just hear, I, oh, I know a better gift than that. No, you got, you got a good point there. Yep, yep, yep. First wins. Fair enough. All right, so you want to pounce as fast as possible as far as jumping in the comment section. That's it. He's Grant. Uh, he is Bobby. I'm Dean. Thank you for joining me. Well, not only to be presumptuous, I hope you enjoyed the absolutely epic early week podcast. We're out of here. Hello. See you, kids.